Hey guys, it's Frey here and it's Thursday, December 12th. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. Still sunny and still kind of a chilly weather going on. Um, today I ran 3 miles, 3.2 miles. It was one of my hardest runs because for some reason I decided to eat breakfast this morning. And I started getting some kind of like water cramps in the middle. It was, it was a very challenging run today and to add on to that, you know, this morning was one of those mornings where you wake up and you get like kind of bombarded by people, by text messages, um, people needing things from you immediately. And you're forced to kind of attend to those immediately. But, you know, after that work, I really didn't want to run. I honestly felt like I needed to kind of skip this and go on to other things that were more important but you know I realized that that was just an excuse for me like because I just really didn't feel like doing it I was kind of put in a bad mood I was kind of uh, not really feeling like running but I think today is just a reminder that consistency is always always going to lead to progress and I'm super happy I came out because it's a beautiful day and I get to spend a little bit of time within nature um, get some vitamin D and I feel way better. I feel way less anxious about today and overall I feel like I can proceed and, and move forward with everything um, in a more calm way. So I don't know. I wanted to share that in case you have a day where you feel like you don't want to do what you feel like you need to do and would enjoy doing, then give it a shot. You know, it won't be the end of the world. Today we are going to be reading a section out of the Tribe of Mentors from Tim Ferriss. Uh, this passage is by Tim Urban. And I've definitely heard of this person before. Uh, I believe he's a writer, but I don't, I don't know too much about him. So we're going to go ahead, read some of the advice he has to offer, and then we'll go from there. So I'll be right back. Okay, we're back from reading Tim Urban's um, section in, in Tribe of Mentors. And this guy has so many golden nuggets. I really enjoyed. This is probably one of my favorite, um, you know, individuals life advice that I've read in this book so far. It's much longer than the others too. So there's like four or five great nuggets that I've pulled out of this. But um, for those who don't know, Tim Urban is the author of the blog Wait But Why. He's a really popular internet writer. He has uh, a TED Talk with over 21 million views called Inside the Mind of a Master Procrastinator. He has 1.5 million unique visitors per month uh, and has a bunch of really famous loyal readers like Elon Musk, Susan Cain, um, Twitter co-founder Evan Williams. This guy is an absolute beast in the writing world. And after reading his, his advice, I completely understand why. His articulation and his self-awareness is one of the most one one of the more impressive things that I've like read in this book so far. And it's uh it's one of the first things I've observed. So let's just dive right in. One of the first things that I really found uh relatable was his answer to this question, what purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life in the last 6 months? And Tim talks about this New York Times crossword puzzle app that he downloaded and he enjoys it so much 
it's become part of his everyday ritual. So he's talking about this and he says this line where he says, I often don't have the discipline to put down a hard puzzle until I finish it, which can bleed badly into my planned workday and make me hate myself. Sometimes I'll open it during a five minute work break and then it will turn into an 82 minute work break and then I again hate myself. When I read this, I I kind of laughed, but it just it was so relatable um, because I think a lot of us and have things that we enjoy, things that maybe we even do uh, for escapism, whether it's browsing on YouTube or playing a quick video game or maybe reading a, a book during your free time that ends up bleeding into your planned workday, just like he says. And we're often so hard on ourselves that it makes us feel bad. So on one end, we're really enjoying this activity. But on the other end, it makes us feel so guilty for doing it. And this is honestly how I feel today. Because this morning I didn't feel great. And I felt like, you know, it it was already noon. If I started running, you know, it would just... I was just calculating how the day would work out. And... I knew that if I went on this run today, if I did this podcast today, it would bleed into my 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 day because I have a lot of other things that I, I want to achieve today. And it's just so relatable. But sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes it's one of those things where you just got to make that sacrifice. But very re- relatable. Um, just a little quick um, point. Uh, what's it called? His second answer. Okay, this one's one of my favorite answers. Tim asks, uh, sorry, Tim Ferriss, the author asks, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? And he talks, uh, Tim Urban talks about this magical billboard he would have where everyone who looks at this billboard sees something different. And what they would see is whatever, whatever the, the, he says, let me just read it. The billboard would be able to mind read, figuring out which group of people the viewer was most one-dimensionalizing, demonizing, and dehumanizing in their heads. For one viewer today, that might be Trump voters. For another, it might be Muslims. For For another, it might be black people or wealthy white people or sex offenders. Whichever the group, the viewer would see an image of the member of that group doing something that reminded the viewer of that person's full three-dimensional human humanity. Like maybe maybe they would see someone sitting by their parents' deathbed or doing something that really brings them back to being human. And I love this answer because a lot of the other people giving life advice um, and answering this question exactly, they're usually kind of regurgitating some profound or really wise quote that they've heard or they're self-motivated by but this is one of my favorite answers because it's so um it's so well considered and that everyone who would actually see this imaginary magical billboard would probably actually benefit in their own personal way so i love that tim urban has this ability to think outside the box and take like the question says you could have a gigantic billboard. It could say whatever you want. And there's no rules. It seems like Tim Urban is a, a man who is able to see beyond the rules um, 
in general. And I, I think that's, I don't know, I'm kind of envious of that, you know, as, as, as someone who wants to be more creative, I think that's kind of necessary for someone who's really, really successful. So another piece of advice that I really like is his answer to this question. What advice would you give to a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world? What advice should they ignore? And here he says, you can kind of group all careers into two major buckets, careers where you're the CEO and careers where you work for a CEO. Society loves to glorify the you as a CEO path and make people who don't want to be the CEO of their own career feel inferior about their path. But neither of these paths is inherently better or worse than the other. So this is incredibly relatable to me because I graduated college and a week later, I was on a plane to Taiwan to learn how to start a shoe business. And I knew that after college, I was going to go for it. I was going to go towards trying to be my own boss um, because I just wanted to experience what it was like. And I can absolutely relate and agree with him when he says society loves to glorify the, the CEO path, especially nowadays, like entrepreneurship is kind of like put on this pedestal. But I feel like it is, I, I don't, first of all, I definitely don't think it is for everyone. After having experienced this path uh, for two and a half years, I can say it is a really grueling path, to be honest. First of all, no one talks about how lonely a lot of the time is because a lot of the times you have to sacrifice your your weekends for sure and your, um, you know, after 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. where usually people hang out, you have to sacrifice that time too. That's just the reality of it. So there's a loneliness aspect to that, but overall there's just a huge learning curve because there's like 10 different jobs you have to learn. There's like accounting, you gotta do finance. If you have products, inventory, um, learning how to be a buyer, uh, marketing, social media, there's, there's so many things that you learn um, that you have no exposure to typically, that uh, if you're not constantly surrounded by supportive people cheering you on, helping you out, and if you're, if you are, you know, not forgiving to yourself, it, it is a very, very uh, easy road to depression and like sadness. Because I'll tell you right now, I've had like three solid slumps, three, probably one month or two month periods, where I've been the most depressed I've ever been in my life. And it's it's really just not talked about and I I I think it should be I think it should be discussed more when when society holds this entrepreneurship thing at such a high high pedestal. So um and another thing is a lot of people they when I hang out with them uh, they ask me how business is. They they tell me how impressive it is that I'm starting my own business. But in my eyes, I actually am really envious of some of the cool jobs my friends get. Some of my friends worked at Tesla. Um, some of my friends work at these really incredible marketing agencies. These places really take care of them too. So I have a friend that works at Peloton. That sounds incredible. And he says very, very high things. And he constantly boasts about how happy he is in that job. So a lot of the times when you don't feel like you want to be the, you know, last line of defense. And you look at your friends who have these seemingly steady careers. 
and they get to go to work and see, you know, this community of people, it honestly starts to to dawn on you that there is no right way and you can enjoy either either path. You just have to be self-aware to like kind of what what works for you, which is another answer Tim Urban talks about here where he's like, just try just try experimenting with both paths in your 20s. Um, you know, like tw- in the 20s, he, he even talks about how in his 20s, he has like nothing to lose. He has low overhead costs. You know, there's just not much he has to pay for. Um, so why not try experimenting with with both of those paths, which which Tim Urban did. He owned a company before this. It was like an, an uh, SAT prep company that he started with his friends. And uh, that's eventually what allowed him to free up his 30s because he kind of sacrificed the time in his 20s, worked really hard and made enough, I guess, side cash to become a full-time writer. And that's kind of my path too. I'm kind of trying to do that. In the next five years, I really want to work hard and start to build something meaningful that will allow me to do exactly what I want to do on my own schedule in the 30s. So I really love that. And I completely agree. Experimenting with your 20s is crucial. I think this is like the time of our lives where we have the least amount to lose. And generally speaking, most of my friends, they're not married. They might be in relationships, but they're not paying for kids. They're not, they're not, they're not even buying their first houses yet, you know? So might as well just, just go for it, you know? Why not? Unless there is something big to lose, but for most of us, I don't think that's the case. And one of the, geez, Tim Urban has so many great nuggets, but I'll end with this, um, this answer he has Tim Ferriss asks what are bad recommendations you hear in your profession or area of expertise and as a writer Tim talks about how you shouldn't write in a way where you're molding yourself to um, win the readers over because that's always going to be a game of of catch-up you know and more importantly he talks about how just your personality, just your style of writing is is so unique and authentic because there are no two identical people in the world that think identically. That even if you get 0.1% of people who read your blog or read your, your or see your creative work, that's going to be over a million people who absolutely love what you're doing. And I love this because he, he says... I started out basically imagining I was writing for a stadium full of replicas of myself, which made it easy because I already knew exactly what types of topics interested them, what writing style they liked, and what their sense of humor was. I've never heard of this kind of visualization, but I think the way he can articulate this is is just very, um, it's just so true. It's just so true, you know. Even this podcast, it's really meta to talk about this. But I I put postponed this podcast for probably a year or two years because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to talk about relatable topics or talk about uh, or even produce this show. And lo and behold, I'm in my, my van in a park 
speaking to this microphone, reading this book, because I finally decided that one, I'm doing this for myself. It's kind of neat to document this, but also people who are also interested in running and 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 reflecting on life advice from you know really successful individuals, they might find me and they might find this somewhat enjoyable. I don't know, but it's what I enjoy, and it honestly is. It's honestly very enjoyable because I'm combining these two things that I really love. So I love that piece of advice. And maybe I'll I'll print that and, and, you know, tape it on my wall or something. That's really cool. But with that, I will go ahead and end it on that note. There are a few more nuggets, but honestly, I would honestly, I would just recommend reading this book in general. Picking up this book, Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. I love the format of this book. It makes it so that even if you have five or 10 minutes every single day, you're still able to extract something to think about, something of value. And it's usually in a way, it's usually a thought piece that you haven't really heard before. Or maybe you haven't heard it in a certain way and it just hits differently. So that's pretty much it. If you want to read Tim Urban's passage, it is on page 40 of the Tribe of Mentors um, by Tim Ferriss. And with that, I will see y'all later. Thanks for listening.